Welcome to this episode of Eyes Closed. My name is Capuson and I'm so happy to welcome you into this space where we lead beautiful conversations with ourselves and with others. And today I am so happy to welcome you into the reality that is Venice, known under the name of Sugar, Eggs and Spice. And she's a wonderful Akashic Records reader. She's a channeler. She has been communicating with the records and with different beings. We talk about this today. She's a tarot reader for all occasions, whether you're waiting for your love or whether you're actively seeking out your love. <laughs> If you are pregnant and you want to get to know your baby soul and many other life events, she's here for you. In this conversation, I'm so glad to meet with Dennis Integral, with Dennis's life, whether it's her ancestry, her past lives, or considering her work. It's been beautiful, and it's been so beautiful that we are already meeting again for another episode. Sit back, relax, and get ready to discover a wonderful being. This is your Christmas gift. <laughs> From us to you. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday season. Thank you. Welcome, Dennis, to Eyes Closed. I'm so happy to welcome you in this space. Welcome. Thank you for your time. Um, hi. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Um, and thank you. Like we've discussed earlier, I'm really excited because it's my first time on a podcast. So I don't really know what to expect, but I'm definitely going to just be present and do my best to, you know, create something of value for, for your listeners. You will. And I'm sure it's not the last interview that you will have on a podcast. I'm so sure of it. It's like, you know. <laughs> so I want to ask you, do you want to present yourself in any kind of work? Do you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Yes. Um, my name is Denise. I am, I've kind of built an identity around myself as sugar, X and D spice, pronounced sugar and spice for quite a couple years now. So, you know, if you want to call me that, that's fine. I'll answer to that. Um, and I am currently an Akashic Records practitioner, a tarot reader, um, and kind of working on the energetic healing spectrum as well. Um, I am 24 years old. A lot of the time it feels like I'm a lot older than that. Um, and yeah, I'm currently based in Southern California. So, you know, can't like life isn't too hard out here. Um, it's not too easy, but it's not too hard. And yeah, I love what I do. I'm a full-time spiritual practitioner. Um, and yeah, I guess that's, I'm a Gemini sun. <laughs> Cancer Moon, Aries Rising, if that, if that helps anyone. Um, yeah, I think that's a solid tidbit there. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Gemini. <laughs> so I want to know, how, how did your journey start? How did your spiritual journey start? What took you out of the matrix and, you know, made you discover this new realm? Um, I think I was one of those special souls that decided to get rattled you know, with fear, um, because my awakening was pretty brutal, honestly, and it came at a time when I thought I had it all, basically, um, yeah, I would say, you know, 2017 was a really great year for me, it was a year I built the brand Sugar and Spice, and, um, back then, I do a lot of what I'm doing now, except on a different front, I was doing, um, teaching um, sociology concepts to minority communities and doing a lot of work in the social justice realm, I guess. Um, so I was heavily involved in politics and I graduated college. And I mean, that was really cool. I started working for a lawyer. I was preparing for law school. So, you know, I had a really great group of friends. So I really did think that I had it all. So, Um, the following year, on my birthday in 2018, I 
I rarely pray, but for some reason I felt called to pray. And, you know, I thought I had so much and I thought of myself as enlightened even back then where I was like, you know, no one can tell me anything because I know about myself. Um, so I prayed for less than what I had. I was like, you know what, God, like, I can't really ask you for more than I have right now. Like, I'm pretty content. So I'm going to ask you to take away what doesn't serve me or what just, um, what just isn't for me, you know, like you see higher than I do. So whatever around me isn't, um, conducive towards the person I want to be, just like, go ahead and take it away. It's cool. You know, thinking that, you know, the entity I had grown up around that was known as God, I thought that God was going to take away like my insecurities or like my anger issues. Mm -hmm. But then the very next day I had a fight with my best friend of like, two, three years, and I was like, whoa, like, hold on, and something about me just knew that was an answer to the prayer, and I was just like, whoa, okay, like, I just, from one night to the next, I saw the friendship for what it was, and then it kind of spiraled down from there towards the end of the year in September, you know, she and I were no longer friends, and, and I was totally fine with that, I was like, oh, I feel so free, um, and, yeah, like my job started no longer resonating. Um, and I kept seeing um, what people call angel numbers, the repeating number sequences. Um, and this was around September. So then to make myself feel better, I would talk to the numbers because I was like, look, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing. But if you want to fight me, I'll fight you. You know, <laughs> I was picking fights with numbers. And finally, I was just kind of like, look, dude like whoever is out there trying to communicate with me I don't get it I've never been a math person I don't understand numbers so you're gonna have to find a way to email me text me I don't know but like I'm not doing this and then that night that same night I dreamt my first tarot deck and then um I waited three days because I was like yeah I'm not doing that <laughs> and then I waited three days but then I you know, my, my coworker at the time was like, you should get a crystal if, you know, weird, like if you're just feeling weird, get a crystal and see if that helps balance you out. And she was kind of like the cosmic woo-woo person in the office. And I ended up going to a shop she recommended and the man was waiting there with my deck under lock and key. Mm. And he gave it to me and he was just like, are you a Leo or are you a Gemini? I was like, I'm a Gemini. He was like, okay, that's what you're here for then. And I was just like, how, like, do you want to fight? Like, who do you know? I was like, how do you know me? You know? Um, but yeah, uh, so I started crying. And then he sat me down and he was just like, look, like, like, you're just, you're being called. It is what it is. You're going through what's called a spiritual awakening. And he wasn't really a mentor because I was really um, the only time I met with him. But the best piece of advice he gave me ever was throw away the guidebook. <laughs> So I learned tarot just intuitively by myself in my room. And that made a lot more sense to me than the numbers did. So that's kind of how my journey started. And then, you know, I called my mom and I was freaking out. I was like, I'm having visions. I'm possessed. I'm scared. Um, you know, it was, it was challenging for sure because I went from a girl that thought she had everything that also kind of thought she knew everything to knowing nothing at all and having to start over. So it was, it was um, really challenging, but you know, my mom was just kind of like, oh yeah, your grandma did healing stuff. And you know, and then she was really helpful in, in kind of de-escalating the fear. She was like, you're not crazy. You know, your aunts have been having prophetic dream forever and blah, blah, blah. And your grandma always said, that you had the gift and I guess here we are, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so that was really helpful. And then um, in retracing my ancestry and things like that, I've been able to kind of pinpoint where this stuff comes from. Um, but yeah, that, and now I'm here. <laughs> Can we talk about your ancestry? Do you want to share about like what you found and how maybe it made you feel connected to them? And like connected to your roots do you want to talk about how does it look like now you and your work with your ancestors 
Yeah. Um, well, the first one I worked with was my grandmother. Um, I just, I feel like I never really saw her at first with my visions, but I just knew it was her. I was like, grandma, like you cannot not be minding your business. Like rest in peace. You know what I mean? Like, but go and rest in peace, like mind your business. And I just knew that my grandma was like, no. <laughs> um, so she was a very helpful guide to me in making me feel safe to ask the tarot questions and um, to try to attempt to get closer to her roots um, as well as my, because she's my maternal grandmother, so as well as my father's side of the family whom I lost contact with um, way long ago when my family came to the U.S. Um, so, you know, I've always known that I was indigenous um, on both sides of the family, really. Um, and also French. So, hey, girl. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on my, uh, we or something. <laughs> um, yeah, on my mom's side, you know, that mestizo life. Um, and so I kind of started retracing the indigenous roots that were living near my grandmother's home in Michoacan. It's like a tiny pueblo out there. And, um, you know, we found me and my friend, um, who I do want to give a shout out to, Claudia, who was instrumental in helping me do the research of where I come from. And um, yeah, we found the Purepecha tribe, um, quite a few Toltec and, and Aztec and Mayan rooted um, civilizations kind of near the general vicinity of where my family was from. Um, and I ended up attending my first native ceremony, um, introducing myself to the elders and just kind of filling them in on what was going on. At the time, I didn't really think of formally joining the tribe um, as much as I was just looking for help. I was just like, what's happening to me? Where, why is it happening to me specifically? And, you know, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, at the time, my third eye was busted wide open. So I was seeing things that I felt I shouldn't be seeing. So I was freaking out. And, you know, the elders were just kind of like, oh, man, like, it's cool, girl. Like, we all do something like that around here. And, you know, the energy healing that I experienced um, being within, uh, it's called a, a Wichol ceremony. It's a, it's a Wichol native ceremony. Um, and it was beautiful. I, you know, everything about it resonated. Um, for me, you know, they worship the deer spirit. And I had a doe spirit guide that kept following me at the time. Like, it was just there all the time. Um, and I was just like, what, what do I do? Like, do I help you? Like, what do I do here? Um, and, you know, they, they healed via fire. And that resonated very deeply with me because I kept dreaming of fire at the time. Um, and yeah, it was it was very beautiful. I experienced energetic healing for, for the first time with the elders. And that's, it clicked for me. That's when I understood. I was like, this is what my grandma did. I get it. Except that my grandmother didn't use tools like feathers or, or fire or smoke or anything. She used prayer. Um, she used vocalized prayer, but it was, it, it was beautiful to know that, you know, that's where it all came from. Like, it really clicked. And I was like, okay, this is where I belong. Like, this is it right here. So, yeah, now I attend um, ceremony as often as I can just to reconnect with my ancestors and um, shed all of the bells and whistles of the human experience you know ceremony and connecting with my indigenous side is where I really learned that sometimes you don't have to do anything you don't have to work sometimes it's enough to just know and to just be and and be in silence and you know mark the time without your phone but mark the time in you know being together around a fire with people and you know, what time is it? I don't know. Where's the moon? <laughs> and those kinds of things were really cool. It really um, brought me 
back to center to what I feel really mattered to me at my core, but that I had just kind of lost along the way. Um, yeah, now I'm here, so feels good. So beautiful that your grandmother was using prayer and it all started with prayer for you. That's so wonderful. It, it all started with prayer. And even now, um, opening the Akashic Records, I, I do so via prayer. Um, I do so via prayer. Um, I start my tarot readings with a prayer and um, I've been practicing energy healing because I know I did sign up for your class. I've been trying to catch up and um, as I've been, you know, just experimenting with myself and my, my energetic healing abilities, I noticed that I experienced Reiki and just energy healing in general with words as well. Um, in addition to visions, I, I do feel better using my voice. You know, I caught myself saying things like, you're safe, you're okay now. And I was just like, wow, like, that's really, really profound. And I've never experienced Reiki with words before. I'm sure people do it, but it felt right to me to talk myself through it where I was like, you're fine. Everything's okay. You're safe now. And that changed the game for me. Once I started talking during my own energetic healing sessions, it changed the profundity of it and the depth and how good it felt. Um, so there's just something in my family <laughs> that comes yeah. from prayer and I'm just, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to take my blessings and go. Like I found what works for me and I'm just going to, you know, run with it. Yeah, I'm just going to run with it and be like, yep, thank you. That's so wonderful. I've never heard of this, you know, like we all say career audience, clairvoyance and all those things. Like this is you through speech. It's like you get this through speaking. Such a Gemini thing as well, but wonderful. So good. So good. That's wonderful. How would you call that? Claire speaking? <laughs> Claire voice? Yeah. I don't know. So because you talked about the Akashic Records, I want to jump into it. What I loved when you described the angel numbers is that you speak directly with them. You're not like, oh, two, 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 what does it mean? You're like, what is that? <laughs> like, what are you trying to say to me? And I love this because whenever you channel your messages, it really shows that you are directly speaking with source. And when you're talking with dragons, for example, and we can talk about this later, but you are directly talking with them on the same level. And you're not like creating a whole like pedestal kind of vision of they are here, I am there. And I love this. You're close to them. You're directly speaking with them. I want to speak about the Akashic Records now. What's your experience? How do you, you know, how do you dabble into this dimension? And what do you, you know, bring it into your, how do you bring it into your work? You know, the Akashic Records came to me as suddenly as Tarot did, you know, um, and the way they came into my life was almost exactly the same. Um, there was, a uh, ju again, just in my fear, I was going to spiritual bookshops and I was like, am I possessed? <laughs> What's going on? Is there any books you can recommend? And, you know, uh, a book on telepathy fell off a bookshelf and hit the person that was trying to help me. And I was like, I just knew, I was like, what book is that specifically? Because it was really high above us, you know? And I was like, I think that book just assaulted you on my behalf. And it was a book on telepathy and written in the 1920s. Um, I think it was just called telepathy and it, it's out of print and, you know, and I didn't even buy it. I was just like, okay, like, I get it, telepathy. Um, I like, I kind of had an idea of what that was just based off cartoons and stuff i was like yeah you talk to people with your brain got it um so that clicked for me and then you know um uh, a friend at the time was like hey do you want to run errands with me and i was like heck yeah um and then i knew something big was gonna happen that day because i kept getting assaulted with those numbers it was like one, 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 three, two, three, but all, like nine different sequences in like 30 seconds. It was very quick, very fast. And I was like, all right, <laughs> clearly I'm either going to meet the love of my life or I don't know, but something major is going to happen today. 
And, you know, as a reward or whatever for going with him to run these errands, he was like, I'll take you to the bookstore. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> so we ended up at the bookstore and um, we went to the astrology section because that's like what I was into at the time. And um, they had a bunch of little tarot decks. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a new deck. But at the time I was like, no, I'm like, at the time I had this weird thing where I was like, I can only be loyal to one deck. <laughs> Mm. So I didn't want to buy a new one. Um, and there was one book that was um, out of place on the shelf and it bothered me. So I picked it up and it was Akashic Records. And something resonated really deeply with me with just the word records. Um, it wasn't even Akashic that like stole my breath. It was the records part. I was like, ooh, that sounds like it's for me. But I put it back on the shelf and there was one that was uh, also out of place and I grabbed it and then it literally the title was how to read the Akashic records. And I was like, this is it. This is what I was waiting for, wasn't it? This is what the whole dramatic number sequences were for, huh? So I sat there and I read it all in one go at the store, like straight up. Yeah, like I read it all in one go and then um, I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot and thankfully I was able to learn the Akashic Records and develop my relationship with them um, in a similar way that I did with Tarot where I just kind of winged it. And, you know, I didn't do too much research of how it should or shouldn't be. And um, I think that's been really helpful because, you know, yeah, I have some elevated vernacular if I want to, because I went to college and stuff, but deep, deep down, I'm still a little girl from the barrio, you know, so I was just like, what's up? Why are you bothering me? <laughs> and um, I think that uh, innocence, I guess, that I walked into, that naivety is really what helped because I didn't, you're right, like I didn't put them on a pedestal. I knew what I was doing was was huge and sacred because it felt important to me even if I had said something on Twitter or social media and people shut it down and were like oh yeah everyone does that I still would have been like but it's so important to me specifically mm -hmm. um yeah and the masters teachers and loved ones within the records um have really encouraged this method of relationship where they're just kind of like hey you know like if you have a stamina, there's no reason for you to close us after you're done with your questions. You can just like take us shopping with you. We like to go with you. Like we'll remind you that it's okay to spend money on yourself. We'll, you know, um, pick up the phone and and talk to your friends. And if, if they need advice or something, like we'll channel straight through. Like your friends are our friends. We'll help. And it's um, I guess it's more of a casual relationship than people than people's comfort, I guess. Um, but I don't care because it, it feels profound. It feels like family to me. Um, channeling the masters, teachers and loved ones is really like, it just, it feels like channeling family where I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm done trying to figure this out by myself, but like what's going on. And yeah, I think that relationship has been really beautiful and, and sincere. Um, and I hope it shows, you know, in, in the sincerity of the messages that, that I get to share. How do you sustain the energy? Because for me, when I'm there, I'm like full of love. I'm like, oh, love, love, lovey-dovey. And I, I'm looking at people, even in public, like strangers. I'm like, oh, I love you, you know, because I see oh, them. Yeah. How, how do you do that? I think I learned to enjoy it. Um, I think it came very naturally to me because I, I was already a loving person. Um, with, you know, it was just in a more aggressive kind of way where it was like, I love everyone. Therefore, I will fight a thousand wars to make sure that we all have equal opportunity in this country, you know, um, and really in the world, you know, women and, and you know, fighting against um, child labor and stuff like that. Like, I was just all about it. And so I always believed in finding the best in someone because at one point I was considered an undesirable, you know, like I grew up poor and um, I'm Mexican and um, 
just all these things, you know, where I technically, you know, am an undesirable, like an underdog. And I always found beauty in our communities, even though they didn't have a lot of money, you know, like people looked out for each other and people shared food and stories and we got together every Christmas as a neighborhood you know and those things made me feel really warm and I was always just kind of like how could someone hate us you know if they only knew and so I just I always had that ingrained really deeply where I was like there's something beautiful and probably wounded in everyone um, you know, and I was involved in anti-bullying in high school. Like I was about that life. So I think because I had such a genuine passion and desire for it that I didn't really experience, um, I guess, discomfort or like weirdness around that that real profound like connection that you feel in the Akashic Records as much as it was what I was already aspiring to feel made real, made manifest. That's what it was for me. It, I felt like in all of my other work, I was really aspiring for that um, feeling of unity and profound connection. And when I, you know, busted open the Akashic Records, it was like, I was right. It is real. We are all connected. So it wasn't, it wasn't challenging for me. It was confirmation for me that the feeling I was looking for does exist. And now I just kind of live in that feeling. I'm just kind of like, all right, like, I love you, dude. And if you think that's weird, then, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm sorry for you, but I'm not sorry for saying it. So, yeah. Thank you. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing it with me. Um, if you are enjoying this kind of conversation, I want you to know that there's more. I have started a new course called Alter and it's on patreon.com slash capucine. All the details are in the show notes. You can join, catch up on the videos, catch up on the exercises. The course is here to help you connect with your inner devotion to yourself. It's all about using tools like the Akashic Records, like shadow integration, like writing prompts, energy healing, consciousness, meditation, all of it is here every week to help you connect and I cannot wait to see you bloom and grow when you join the course. So join my new course, it's on patreon.com slash capucine. I cannot wait to see you there. Mm. Okay, I want to know what, what your relationship now looks like with consciousness. How do you, as a human, not especially as a professional, but as a human, how are you living life in this reality right now? Well, uh, I just moved into my first apartment, so that was huge. Yeah, thank you. You know, my, my definition of home hasn't always been the safest. It hasn't always been the most, you know, functional. Um, you know, my parents are human. There's there's some things they messed up. It is what it is. Um, so yeah, I think right now my relationship is just, um, remembering that I don't have to fight anymore, that I'm safe and things are peaceful and that this is a new challenge for me is building an identity around peace. Um, and finding out how to navigate peace because I find myself still inviting chaos. And sometimes it's in very small ways where, you know, there's Twitter drama and it's like Khloe Kardashian said this about Jordan. And I don't, I, I know that I don't care, but because things are so peaceful in my life, I just want to read about drama. So I'm just like, oh my God. Um, yeah, and I used to pride myself on being able to thrive in chaos and find solutions to chaos. You know, like, all right, we're hungry. Let's figure it out. Um, there's no, no money. Let's figure it out. Um, this person's abusive. Let's figure it out. Um, I thrived in those situations. So now that there's less problems for me to solve, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm freaking out a little bit because I don't know what peace 
like, I don't know how to navigate that because I've never been peaceful before. So it is a challenge, you know, being disciplined and being like, Denise, you do not have to invite chaotic situations just because that's where you think that you shine. You can shine equally bright, if not even brighter, in moments of peace. So just sit down. You don't have to work every day. You don't have to, you know, chase people. Like, chill. If you talk to your best, if you don't talk to your best friend for like three days, I promise you they haven't abandoned you. Like, you're fine. He's probably studying for finals. Just relax. Um, so I think that's like a weird paradox, but that is where I'm at now. That's my, that's my new big fat challenge is to learn how to be at peace and not feel guilty and not feel like I'm not doing enough. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. But as far as my past and the relationship with family, my definition of home and stability, you know, um, I think I've definitely just made peace with it. And I made peace that, you know, I can't change certain things. I And I sometimes I can't even understand certain people, but I, I still have to accept them. You know, even if I seek to understand, even if they're committed to misunderstanding me, um, I'm like, okay, I mean, that's cool, but I do have to accept that that is your chosen perception. That is your chosen experience. And I can only help you if you ask. And even then, I can only help you at the level you're willing to receive this help. I can't, you know, perform my best if my best goes over your head and doesn't make an impact on you. Like, that doesn't make sense. So I'm learning to just meet people where they are in every present moment because you know again I'm a Gemini so I know that the cappuccino I meet with today might be different tomorrow and that's cool you know like I can just um meet you where you're at in every moment regardless of who that person is I think it's important to just kind of stay centered in what they're showing you about themselves in that moment um just as it just eases the the worry and the anxiety to not worry about tomorrow or did they mean that yesterday it's like who cares like as long as they're right here now you know i bow to you <laughs> i just bow to you <laughs> i needed to hear some of this <laughs> to meet them at the level of your of their perception as you said yesterday it's beautiful can we talk about the avatar <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, please. All right. I wanna. I wanna know behind. You know how you recognize yourself in this character, and how you've, you know, gathered all of his uh, skills and pieces of his character to further your message, and also give you this beautiful energy of you know sovereignty. Like you know things. I love that you know what you know, and you know what you do, and you know how you are, and you are like this is who I am. Like I'm not gonna accept less. And I love this. So can we extend on this? I don't have a specific question, but just let's chit chat about it. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh my God, thank you for seeing me. Um, yeah. Um, well, you know, I I watched the Avatar when it was running um way back in, I don't know, like 2008 or something like that, um, on Nickelodeon. Um, but I didn't watch it the whole way through until I was older and you know, a friend of mine kept pushing me. He was like, Denise, you're the avatar. Like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. Um, so I finally did. And I was just so impressed and moved by um, Aang's character, Aang the avatar, because, um, you know, I related to him so deeply because, you know, he discovered that, you know, his people were victims of genocide. Um, and that has always been a really deep wound for me that it's so, it was so challenging for me to connect my indigenous roots because they were killed, you know, or they were, records have been manipulated. And um, it's just so hard when half of your family is in the United States and can't go to Mexico. And then the other half of your family is in Mexico and can't come to the U.S. So, you know, those disconnects 
um, were really profound. And so when Aang finds out he's literally the only uh, airbender left, I was like, oh my God, like that, I get that. And then, you know, all of a sudden he, you know, he was just a kid. I think he was like 12 um, and he was just a kid and they were like, hey, there's a war coming. Uh, you're the avatar now, congratulations. And Aang is like, I just want to play with the other kids, you know, and that really resonated because um, I felt like I had to grow up really quickly because my parents um, didn't really understand English. So I was like eight years old translating um, legal documents to my family and appearing in court, you know, for them as translator. I'm like, why would some, why would the U.S. let a child do that? Um, but I took responsibility because it was ingrained in me. It was like, Denise, like, you, you have to do this. Like, you have to perform because if you don't, you know, dad's going to get taken away or something. And I was like, holy shit. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to curse. But I was like, oh my God, like, I really have to do this. So it was a lot of responsibility placed on me really young. And um, the thing I admired about Aang was that he knew and wasn't afraid of this responsibility because he knew that it was just for him. It's like, okay, like, this is my destiny. Um, but in his journey, he made friends and he um, retained the fact that he was a child. You know, people, especially elder people, were always so impressed by Aang. They were like, oh my God, it's the avatar. Put him on a pedestal and, you know, expect him to fix all our problems. And stuff because he is the avatar. And Aang was like, oh yeah, like I guess I could, but also I want to go penguin sledding. So saving the world can wait, I guess, because I'm gonna go do that first. And I thought that was really cool because you know, he is just a kid. He's just a kid and he's he's holding all this wealth of knowledge and responsibility and, and destiny and all this stuff. But he was like Yes, I believe in doing the right thing. And yes, I'm going to get to the bigger things eventually. But it's my right to have a good time. And to, you know, be silly and, and make mistakes. And stuff like that. And so I really resonated with Aang's character. Especially, you know, half of, half of the elders on the show overestimated him and forgot that he was 12. So they expected way too much of him. And then the other half, underestimated him because he was 12 and because he likes to have fun and I think I think all Gemini's but me especially you know I really relate to that where half of the people I come across in my work are you know their expectations are really really high um, and and they want me to have all the answers and I'm like dude I'm just 24 like I don't know there's there's a lot of experiences I haven't had yet. Like, I'm not a wife yet. I'm not a mother yet. I never became a lawyer, so I didn't have that experience. Like, there's so much, you know, that I still haven't done yet that, like, I can't fix that for you at this time. Um, and then the other half is, like, you're a fraud. There's no way you can be in the Akashic Records. You're only 24 and blah, blah, blah. Like, the records don't just, like, fall out of the sky you have to like work for them and I was like well I mean I did you know technically but probably not in the way that you want me to do but do I feel that I aspired towards the records no do I feel like I aspired towards unity and total enlightenment of the human condition yes yes I did you know I graduated um and studied sociology communication um, even history for a little while, like people and the human experience have always been my passion. So yeah, it's really interesting because Aang was an avatar who went even against the advice <clears throat> of his past lives. The past avatars at one point and on the show are like, you have to kill your oppressor. And Aang decided he was going to be a different kind of avatar despite what even his past lives told him about it. And so it really empowered me to be like, look, I can be the kind of practitioner that I want to be. And yes, 
mastering the elements and to me the avatar is defined by somebody that masters the human condition you know somebody that masters the element of earth and strength and resilience as much as they do the elements of water you know profundity depth seeing beyond what's in front of you um air liberation freedom to express freedom to change um and you know choosing your battles when to fight when it's better to let somebody fight by themselves and yeah the the fire element destruction is not the enemy sometimes destruction is is your best friend in certain moments so to me the avatar what i got from it was oh my god this is this is somebody that mastered the human condition by having fun by making it their own by cho by choosing what kind of avatar they're going to be not being told by someone and if they're told even by their past lives even by the akashic records you know you still have free will so you still get to decide what kind of avatar you're going to be in this life and if I was able to pull so much of my own experience from that show, I was like, everyone has to watch this. There's no way that this is a kid's show because watching it as an adult, I saw so much depth, you know, family, grief, um, victory, you know, how to win in grace and things like that. It was, it was really good. So I really hope like, if you haven't watched it, go watch Avatar, The Last Airbender because it's phenomenal. Everyone, please do this. <laughs> no, it's really beautiful. I, I did the same as an adult a few years back, and I was totally into it, but I had no one to talk about it with. You know, I was like, come on, I can't be like blasting about it for eight, you know, eight hours about this kids' show, but oh, so good. It was wonderful. Thank you for sharing this. Do you identify with, um, with the way that, you know, it's kind of like he has this destiny? And he's being told, like, you are the avatar. You have to do this. Do you feel like there's something in you that tells you that you have to, at some point, forget your human and then have to complete this destiny? Um, at first, I did, especially with the Akashic Records. You know, they uh, it's really hard <laughs> to, to stay grounded within that realm because it's just so different from the one that we experience here. So, um, you know, over there, there's no competition. There's no, there's nothing but support and love and, you know, sometimes discipline, but I mean, it's only perceived discipline because all the Akashic records are doing are showing me the total sum of my bad decisions, you know? And I'm like, oh, they're not telling me their bad decision. I'm the one that's like, oh, I could have done better. Um, so I think it's just, um, I think for a while, it, I was prioritizing my spiritual destiny and the things being asked of me much more than my human condition. But now, <laughs> now my challenge is like, okay, you did what you had to do very fast, very well, in a very dramatic way, like you like. Now we're asking you to just hang out, just hang out trust that your impact was enough to bring the rest of your desires to you and you know be a girl be a girl date um you know go out do something dumb like um we're not saying get arrested but you know like go go and have a good time make a mistake and don't die because of it like you're fine now um so yeah so i think that goes back to like the avatar thing um ang had a really a healthy balance of you know I'm a 12 year old but I'm also 112 because I was frozen for 100 years so like I definitely know what I'm talking about but you know it doesn't mean I have to act on it right away it means I can like hang out for a couple months and you know I'll defeat the fire lord or whatever when I get to it and I think I'm mastering the same approach where I'm like okay I understand what my role is and how I'm contributing to, you know, bringing people back home to themselves. Um, there's really nothing I want to do besides that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm I'm going to um, because again, the avatar is mastering the human condition 
but I also believe that um, transcendence and total enlightenment has some value uh, to to some souls. And you know, I think just in my present moment, I'm 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 not really interested in, in being one of them as much as I'm interested in staying grounded in reality and helping helping uh, helping others feel invited to the grander conversation. I think that's my role here is being, again, the avatar, you know, the medium between the spirit worlds and the human worlds and being that bridge. And, you know, there's been ascended masters like uh, Lao Tzu and Jesus Christ that have really gone on to embody total enlightenment. And um, that's just not where I want to be right now. Um, is that my chosen experience for my soul? I don't know. I'm, I've kind of been scared to look, but I do know that I'm doing enough where I'm at right now. And there's no reason for me to rush towards anything else other than that, because what I'm already doing, I feel is miraculous and, and great because people are seeing this girl that you know, goes out on the weekends and shakes her booty all over social media, but then comes back and, you know, drops some really heavy truths about the human condition and, uh, and the universe and our, our place in it and how to make the best of your unique strengths in, in this condition. Um, so yeah, I'm like, dang, where it's like, yes, I go out and I play because I'm 24, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm the avatar. Like I know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's it's really not my interest right now to to um, outrun anybody or anything like that. Like I just want to hang out, keep developing spiritually, keep developing my capacities. Um, I haven't even scratched the surface of the Akashic Records, I feel, so I just want to continue my work in them um, and do that. Yeah, if, it, like, if, if, if at some point down the line I'm tired of my human experience and I decide I just want to like fully transcend it or something, I'm sure I'll have the support and guidance to do that. But right now I'm enjoying being a human. I think it's fun. So why not have some fun, right? Exactly. Thank you. I want to know, can you tell us about your work, what you offer, what is available for people to, you know, consult you with and your courses? I mean, just share whatever you, you want to share. Yeah, um, so currently I offer all sorts of tarot readings. Um, I think my favorite one to do right now is um, almost like towards um, physical, just because um, I'm very good with shadow work. So I wanted to challenge myself to do readings that are rooted in the physical. So, you know, if your hair is falling out, if you have a skin condition and doctors can't really figure it out, um, I love using tarot to possibly identify any emotional or spiritual um, conflicts that are causing that physical manifestation of illness. I think that's my favorite to do right now. But, you know, I do do love readings and career and dream interpretations, all that good stuff. Um, I do Akashic Records um, sessions that are personal and private um, where you come in and you get to have a conversation with the records. You can ask them whatever you want. And um, I, <laughs> I open your records, I channel them, and that's it. You know, like I don't try to interpret or direct the energy. I just let it flow. Um, and that's always beautiful because I feel you really get to experience and see yourself from a place closer to how source and spirit sees you. It's very beautiful. And um, I also teach. I teach tarot at the beginner level. Um, and I teach intuitive reading, you know, so I, I teach you how to read energy i guess not just cards uh, but we do start with cards for sure um and then at the intermediate level where um i try to kind of teach uh, more advanced tarot techniques like telling time answering yes or no questions things like that um with the tarot and then my latest one is i also teach the akashic records so my first group was sold out um and I'm so grateful for that. Um, 
and it, I just it, it speaks to how how deep and profound the collective need to know and and to heal. Um, it's just getting deeper and deeper. Like you know, humans as a whole are just trying to figure their way out and their way into themselves. And you know, the Akashic records were they were like don't doubt us like you're gonna do great it's gonna be fine like people are gonna be interested like just offer it so I did and it's sold out and my first class is um this Thursday the 12th so I'm really excited and I think um I think I'm gonna offer that as a monthly as a monthly um course as well in addition to tarot so hopefully you know it all goes well but I am optimistic and you know it's time. If the records say it's time, then they know a lot more than I do sometimes. So like, you're right. Like it's time then. But yeah, that's what I offer currently. And I love doing it. I'm having a good time. Congratulations. That's so wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I want to know where can we find you? Well, my social media channels, I only have Twitter and social media or yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Um, and both of those you can find me at Sugar and Spice. It's uh, sugar spelled normally S U G A R X N D Spice. So it's Sugar and Spice, but instead of the A and and, you replace it with an X. Um, and you can also find me um, under the same name uh, on YouTube. I channel and do a lot of work um, with the Akashic Records on YouTube, funsies. You can find me on my website. Um, there's a lot of free information on my blog as well, especially if you're starting out as an intuitive and, you know, kind of scared and like trying to find your niche. Um, and that's sugarxndspice.com. Uh, you can also book a reading there, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I would say um, my socials and my website are like the number one places. I'm still uncomfortable on camera, <laughs> believe it or not. So YouTube, I just kind of do it when like I'm told to do it. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. So come follow me. Let's hang out. Let's be friends. Let's do some work, et cetera, et cetera. Please go follow Dennis on Twitter. It's wonderful. And then if you want to hear her voice again, just, just rush to the YouTube and like watch them. I love them. I love your Akashic Records interview and like all of the subjects that you speak about you guys just go go there i will put all the links thank you so much denise <laughs> is there a last thing that you would like to say i just want to thank you it's my first you know podcast experience so i can check this one off my list of the things you know that i wanted to experience but hadn't yet so i'm like now i did it now i know um so thank you thank you for the opportunity to fulfill that desire in me that was really cool um and you know i trust you i love your work you know you are such a trusted and reliable source of healing to me personally and i'm sure to a lot of people so thank you like yes it very deeply resonates to be in collaboration with you so have me back again girl whatever i could do to help you let me know and i got you thank you so much Denise. thank you thank you Thank you.